Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Timberwolves tonight underway following a big Timberwolves win over the Golden State Warriors at Target Center tonight. Steve Thompson in. You hear Henry Lake on a weeknights with Timberwolves tonight. Geraldine Steele has the night off, so we're going to talk Timberwolves, and we invite you to join the conversation uh, call or text 651-461-9226. This was a ball game in the third quarter, and then just like that, it was over. It went from Warriors on top, this one's going to go right down to the wire, to blowout city, and a good chunk of the fourth quarter was garbage time. The game was over tonight at Target Center. Malik Beasley, a big part of that for the Timberwolves tonight. And I brought this up before about Malik Beasley sitting in for Henry Lake. When he's had these games where it's like, okay, now he gives the Timberwolves a legit fourth option. You've got Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell, and, of course, Anthony Edwards. So you got Cat D'Lo and Ant. And if Malik Beasley can do what he did in the ballgame tonight on a consistent basis, this could be a very dangerous team. Five of nine from downtown, uh, five of ten overall from the field, 16 points tonight. But you could argue Beasley got hot and this game was over. That it, it went just like that. Now, Carl Anthony Towns carried the team. Early in the game tonight, the cat was terrific. Just shy of 30 minutes, 26 points, 11 rebounds tonight. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt, 10 points, 6 rebounds. Ant, quiet night tonight. Uh, 9 points, 2 assists, a rebound. Played just shy of 28 minutes, 3 of 8 from the field, 2 of 4. And you see that from Ant time to time, where he, he just isn't a huge factor. D'Lo. Not a factor tonight. Two of nine overall from the field. 0 of five from downtown. He did turn in 12 assists, but just seven points in the game tonight. But the bench did a lot of damage in this ball game. We talked about Beasley. He got hot and turned the game around. Jalen Noel had 17, so the bench dominant tonight. You look at Clay Thompson tonight, 5 of 14 from the field, 
three of eight from downtown. Uh, just didn't get it done. Steph Curry, not available. Hand injury. And Andrew Wiggins comes back to target center. Just four of 11 overall. Two of six from downtown. 12 points, four assists in the game. Couple of rebounds. Very quiet night for Andrew Wiggins. Uh, the crowd was terrific. And the Timberwolves get a much needed victory tonight at home, beating the Golden State Warriors. And Jonathan Lowe is our producer. And Jonathan, this game was nip and tuck, kind of back and forth. Uh, the the Warriors gained an advantage, and it looked like okay, this one's this one's going to go down to the wire. Can the Timberwolves find a way to get it done? And then Beasley got hot. And before you know it, it was blowout city. It, it went from tight game to over about as quick as I've seen in an NBA game. Well, it, the thing that you look at early on, and Alan Horton touched on this early in the broadcast. I, I heard him say this. The Wolves, you could have said, because Clay Thompson was still coming back from injury, Andrew Wiggins was out on the court, but you could argue that the Wolves had three of the four best players in this game with Cat Ant, and uh, D'Angelo. And so when you have that situation set up, you should be favored. You should have a, a good opportunity to win the game. Now, what happened was, and I wasn't following, I'll, I'll, I'll say this in truth, I wasn't following the, the back and forth of the game as much because there were other pressing issues that were going on. Uh, sports-wise and otherwise. But what seemed to have happened was the Wolves got out early. They forged ahead. They nosed ahead. And then they let Golden State back in. I saw that they got back in mid-third quarter, getting in the late third quarter. And then something happened where the Wolves turned it around, and they and they got a big run. They got a bunch of stops in a row, and they got out, and they they were able to coast home. And so... You're looking at games like this one, uh, even though they lost a game against Memphis earlier in the week where they were in it with the team that was the hottest in the entire association. Oh, yeah. These are games that are on fire. These are games that you look at this Timberwolves makeup and you think, okay, there may be something there. They're hanging around 500. They're hanging around that play in tournament area. So this is something where you're, you're, you're trending up. You you hope that they're trending up. You know, there have been instances in the past few years outside of the, the Jimmy Butler year where you thought, okay, maybe this team can get something going and just hasn't worked out. Maybe this, you know, you're a bit gun shy, but maybe this is something that will last for a while. Yeah, and you're right. And I, I go back to my original premise. Once again, D'Lo and Ant didn't show tonight in the game. Carl Anthony Towns was terrific. The bench was really good. But a guy like Malik Beasley, and, and you're right, you know, we're, we're in the NBA where you don't know who's going to show up. Here, here we have Steph Curry with the hand issue, not available for duty tonight. And then one week from tonight, the Brooklyn Nets are coming to town. No Kevin Durant. Uh, he has that sprained knee, and we have no idea when Kevin Durant's going to return to the NBA hardwood. Uh, 
and and hopefully the Nets and for their title chances that uh, he's able to get back at some point this season because they they have got to be one of the favorites to represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA. But yeah, it was just one of those games where it was like, okay, uh, Golden State's hanging around, uh, the Timberwolves are doing this, and it was 77-73, and all of a sudden the game just turned. You got a big three to at 77-73 Golden State. Beasley hit a three to make it 77-76. Towns comes back, hits a step-back three-pointer to make it 79-77. Then Ant had a driving dunk. Once again, Ant didn't do a lot tonight. You know, it was one of those games where Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell, for whatever reason, weren't all that involved. Then Beasley, another three. And before the end of the quarter, Beasley would add another three. And all of a sudden... At the end of three quarters of play, the Timberwolves are up by 10. You go to the fourth, and they pull away. And and this game was over that quickly. It was really interesting. It was kind of like the the combo platter of the Malik Peasley threes and the Carl Anthony Towns threes. And the Golden State Warriors are just like, let's get on the plane, let's get out of Dodge. And That's and, how quickly it went. And this is something that you hope, again, will be – Will will be encouraging because, again, right now the way that the Wolves are stacked up, you have three main cogs. You have, uh, yeah, you cat, have Ant, Delo, yep. Cat, Ant, Delo. Now, can you get some more consistency out of a Malik Beasley, out of a Jared Vanderbilt, out of a Nas Reed coming off the bench, out of some of these other players that you have on the roster? If you can get a consistent fourth cog like a Malik Beasley, like you're saying, this is this is something that a lot of teams don't have in the league. You you would think, okay, the top teams, they have five, six, seven. No, usually they'll have one or two main draws, and then they'll have two or three guys that are consistent players. That's what you're looking for in this league. You're looking for consistency below your main stars. If they can yep. get that out of Beasley, if they can get that out of Vanderbilt, if they can get that out of a couple other guys, then that's when you look at more more sustained success. Yeah, absolutely. Now, once again, before we toot their horn too much, it got beat by New Orleans. It got beat by Red Hot Memphis. They came back, beat an undermanned Golden State team, missing uh, some of their stars, missing Steph Curry, uh, pretty big deal. But they took care of business. Now they go on the road. They take on the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Then they have another layoff before they get the Brooklyn Nets. And there will be no Kevin Durant one week for tonight for that Sunday night tilt here at Target Center. But you know who will be here? Kyrie Irving. Yeah, yeah. And and James Harden, I would assume, uh, should be available. Yeah, I believe as long as he doesn't get hurt this week, they'll they'll both be here. But I, I think the more the the more inch, if you have a chance next week, get your, get your tickets for Target Center, and do ha, it within rules, within respect. Do what you will with Kyrie Irving. Yeah, and it, it would be very. I haven't followed it a lot. The reception he's been getting on the road 
uh, around the NBA. And I, and I know some fans can be brutal here and here in Minnesota. We're, we're, we're generally pretty mild mannered, but, uh, I, I would assume he, he has been a lightning round. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back. By the way, 651-461-9226. Gerilyn has a night off. I'm in off the bench doing a Timberwolves tonight. We will talk plenty of football later on in the hour. Uh, wild card weekend. Uh, one game to go on Monday night. I, I don't like that idea, but this is all about TV. It's television programming. Uh they, they pay the bills in the NFL. We'll come back. We'll talk more Timberwolves in a moment. Once again, if you want to weigh in, you can text 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And that's good for a call or text. But once again, I still feel like Malik Beasley, who played a big role in the victory tonight, and the Timberwolves ultimately pulling away at the end of the third, and they were able to cruise to the victory tonight. He's one of those key guys. And Jonathan summed it up beautifully. You know who the big three are? Cat and D'Lo and Ant. Cat and D'Lo are max guys making the big bucks. But for the Timberwolves to get into the playoffs and have a chance to make a little noise in the playoffs, not putting them in the finals or even the conference finals, but for them to make a little noise and be dangerous – they're going to need other players like Malik Beasley to do what he did tonight. Quick break. We'll come back with more here on the Home of the Wolves. They get it done. They beat Golden State 119-99 to at Target Center tonight here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. A rare Sunday night Timberwolves tonight. Steve in for Gerilyn tonight. Following a Timberwolves win over the Golden State Warriors, we'll do the same thing next Sunday night following the Timberwolves and the Nets. They get it done 119-99. to 99. Cat, great night, just under 30 minutes, 26 points, 11 rebounds. D'Angelo Russell didn't shoot the ball very well, took the night off uh, in, in the offensive part of the game, but dished out 12 assists. And then Malik Beasley, end of the third, really jump-started the Timberwolves. They end the third up by 10. And they roll to the victory tonight, winning it by 20. Really no contest in the fourth in the ballgame. So uh, the Timberwolves break that two-game losing streak. Heartbreaker in New Orleans. And then they ran into a red-hot buzzsaw of the Memphis Grizzlies on Thursday night. And then they come back, get it done tonight. Quick road trip to New York and Atlanta. Tuesday night, Wednesday night. We'll get started at 6 both nights with the tip at 6.30. Henry Lake to follow with Timberwolves tonight and late night. And then, of course, next Sunday, Brooklyn in town. No Kevin Durant, as you've heard by now. Let's take a look through the end of the month. Uh, the Timberwolves uh, go on the road. They, they come back home. Uh, they, they do a little laundry. They get packed up. They play the Nets. And then on Monday, they hit the road for a Tuesday night game in Portland at the Moda Center. And then uh, Thursday night, they'll be in San Francisco to play these Warriors on Thursday night, January 27th. And then Friday, January 28th, they go from the Bay Area to the Valley of the Sun to take on the Phoenix Suns. And then it's right back home for a Sunday night, January 30th tilt, 
with the Utah Jazz at Target Center. And, Jonathan, that is a brutal stretch. Now, I know Portland has had their problems, but you've got Brooklyn, Portland on the road, Golden State on the road, Phoenix on the road, Utah at home to close out the month, and then, oh, by the way, you start February with the Denver Nuggets at Target Center. That is a tough stretch for the Timberwolves. I mean, I mean, it's the NBA. Yeah. Everybody makes a run, and they make a run of really tough games a lot of times. Um, yeah. You know, it's you, you wish that it was broken up a little bit more, but the Wolves, have, the Wolves have had a chance to play some of these games, play some of these teams tough. Um, they got to get some of these division games in. So, like you said, Portland, Denver, uh, Utah. Uh, Utah has has slid a little bit. They were up near the top. They've they've had a little bit of a bump, but they're still one of the top teams in the West. Denver has had a disappointing season to this point, but they're missing Jamal Murray and they're missing Michael Porter Jr. So they're not as formidable as they have been the last couple of years when everybody is healthy. Once everybody gets back and everybody's healthy, that's a team I think you need to watch out for. Uh, Phoenix is the class of the West right now, and I say that because, again, Golden State isn't completely healthy. They're not completely full. Right. Um, So I would say uh, Phoenix is a class of the West at this moment. But, again, you hung with Memphis on the road, and Memphis was the hottest team in the league coming into that game. I think they can maybe hang with Phoenix. I'm not going to say they're going to beat them. But this right. is a stretch where you said I believe it's a six-game stretch. If you can if you can get to 3 and 3, that'd be a very good stretch. You you might be looking at two, maybe even one win. So so the thing right now is I I think you want to get out of this stretch at the end of the month and into February. You want to get out of that at least even. Yeah, and I I'm thinking you you start on the road and actually, it's a total of seven. Knicks, Hawks on the road, Nets at home, then Portland, Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah to close out the month. And when when you look at that stretch, Jonathan, it, it starts on the road. And it's kind of like, obviously, you want to win them both, but you can't, you can't get swept and then start losing a lot of ground on 500. Because by the time you get to February and have back-to-back games with the Pistons and back-to-back games with the Kings and, and a chance to gain a little ground, you don't want to you don't want to fall too far. So I think it's really imperative, starting with this trip to New York and this trip to Atlanta, to find a way to get a split there and then go out on the coast and try and hang in there. So the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, good news is they are healthy. And the, and it's the good a, news is, is that they're intact, and that that's a good thing. And these two games in New York and in uh, Atlanta are gettable games. The Knicks and the Hawks are not playing as well as they were this time last year. They have not gotten off to very good starts either team. And so the Knicks right now they're twenty two and twenty one. The Hawks are seventeen and twenty five. They've really fallen from what they were. Uh, last season, and so you would definitely think the Atlanta game is gettable, even though it's the second 
of the back to back, the Knicks, you got a shot. You know, I think I think they have a good opportunity to come out of this with a couple of wins. No, oh, that'd be huge for the Timberwolves, considering what they've got going at the end of the month. All right, Jonathan, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're due to get everyone up to date on the weather. We'll talk football. Big day in the NFL playoffs. Still one game to go. That'll be the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, we'll talk about all of that. Little golf, little tennis, Novak Djokovic uh, out at the Australian Open. We'll get into all of that between now and 11 o'clock. Stephen for Geraldine tonight. Uh, once again, thanks for joining us on Timberwolves tonight. Timberwolves uh, pull away late in the third and roll to a big victory over the Golden State Warriors tonight at Target Center, 119 to 99. Cat, 26 points, 11 rebounds. D'Angelo Russell, 12 assists to lead the way to the victory. Malik Beasley in the bench, huge in the win tonight over the Warriors. Great crowd at Target Center tonight. It is 1031. We'll have the weather in a moment. It is a Sunday night. Steve in for Geraldine tonight. Timberwolves win. Uh, Sunday night tilt at Target Center. They beat the Golden State Warriors. No Steph Curry tonight. 119.99, One nineteen ninety nine. Uh, Timberwolves blow open a tight game late in the third. Malik Beasley, one of the heroes. Carl Anthony Towns leads away 26 points, 11 rebounds. They will be in New York Tuesday night. Pre-game at 6, Cal Soderquist turns it over to the superb Alan Horton for all the play-by-play. And then right back Wednesday night in Atlanta, same deal, pre-game at 6, Tip just after 6.30. And don't forget, Henry Lake all week long with Timberwolves tonight after uh, those games, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday night. And then the Timberwolves uh, have a home game again one week from tonight. The Brooklyn Nets will be in town. We'll get started at 6.30 with the tip at 7 o'clock. A lot going on in the world of sports, including the NFL playoffs, and all the games have gone final. And in the night game, uh, a very interested producer, Jonathan Lois, saw his Kansas City Chiefs blow out the Pittsburgh Steelers 42-21. to Earlier, it was the San Francisco 49ers winning in Dallas, beating the Cowboys 23-17. to If you didn't see it, you're not going to believe it. But uh, the Cowboys had a chance to set up for a, One last shot into the end zone, but instead, Dak Prescott scrambles down the middle of the field on a quarterback draw, and they couldn't get set to spike the ball to run one more play. Time expired. The Cowboys had a shot, but the 49ers hang on 23-17. We'll talk more about these games coming up in a bit. And then in the early game, no contest. Tampa Bay led 17-0 at the half. They go on to a 31 donut lead through three and beat the Philadelphia Eagles 31 to 15. The conclusion you can draw from today, the NFL playoffs have expanded too far. There's too many teams that don't belong. The Eagles look terrible today. The Steelers look terrible today. And then yesterday, you you could argue that the New England Patriots were just blown off the field by the Buffalo Bills, 47 to 17, uh, Just didn't put up any sort of a fight. The competitive game on Saturday, Cincinnati holds off the Las Vegas Raiders 26-19. And there's still one game to go, and that's Monday night. Yes, wild card weekend now extends to a Monday night. The Arizona Cardinals 
and L.A. Rams will go out at the Rams. are favored by three and a half. And we bring in producer Jonathan Lowell. Number one, Jonathan, it became pretty clear this weekend that maybe the NFL bit off a little bit more than they could chew, expanding to 14 teams. Well, you you talk about the three games that have already been played that have been lopsided in their results, the Tampa Bay-Philadelphia game, the Kansas City-Pittsburgh game, and the Buffalo-New England game. You could argue that all five games were really in control of one team throughout most of, the, most of their games. San Francisco controlled most of that game against Dallas, and yeah. Dallas came back late. Cincinnati controlled most of their game against Las Vegas, and Vegas came back late. So, in, in essence, you could really say you have five games, so that's 20 quarters of football. You could say 16 of those quarters were probably not competitive. Once yeah. once Buffalo got ahead, once Tampa Bay got ahead, they stayed ahead. Kansas City and Pittsburgh was competitive for about a, a quarter and a half. And then once Kansas City responded to the strip sack, the, or the, the, not the sack, but the, the fumble recovery return for a touchdown for Pittsburgh, they rolled off 28 points before the half. And this was mid-second quarter. This was like, it was like turning back to 2019. Uh, or, or early 2020. So a lot of these games, you didn't really have a lot of drama going back and forth. And no. you wonder if the Rams and Cardinals will have that tomorrow night. You would think it would. It's it's a divisional rivalry game. It's, you know, both teams won on the other's home field. But again, you thought Buffalo-New England was going to be much more competitive than it turned out being in Buffalo just – they, they they exercised oh. a lot of demons last yeah. night. It's what they did. Just an absolute beatdown. 27-3 at the half. Just absolute no contest. Buffalo hammering New England. And if you're a Patriots fan, I'm sorry, but I, I would say everyone was, you know, finally good riddance. Goodbye, New England. Um, and there was a stretch in the regular season where the Patriots were the top seed in the AFC. Now, that quickly changed, and, you know, they, they kind of limped into the playoffs, and, and the Bills blew them off the field. And now it sets up a, a very fascinating divisional weekend. Now, we're not sure who's going to end up in Tampa. It'll be either the Rams or the Cardinals. We'll, we'll go to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Bucks, And we know Green Bay will host San Francisco. Uh, in the other NFC game, and obviously the AFC playoffs are are set. Cincinnati will go on the road to number one seed Tennessee, and then of course Kansas City will host Buffalo, and we'll have a little more on the schedule in a moment. Now things get interesting in the divisional playoffs. Now, and we could still be see a blowout. I'm not saying that, but now you get down to the elite eight, if you will, and now let's play. Let's see what these teams have. Yeah, and the only road team that's won so far is San Francisco. So that means out of the first five games, four of those winners were division winners, were were home teams, so they were division winners. And so you're going to have matchups of division winners all throughout the AFC. Uh, Tomorrow night, if, if let's say the Rams win, you'll have basically five out of the six 
um, division. I'm sorry, uh, seven out of the eight. Excuse me, seven out of the eight divisions having their winners go into the second round and get into that final eight. The only one that didn't was Dallas. But with San Francisco, you wonder about the health of Nick Bosa, who got injured today, and Fred Warner, who got injured late, I believe in the third quarter, right before Dallas scored uh, their touchdown to get to uh, uh, to, uh, 17 points. So those two healthy makes a big impact for that defense for San Francisco and going up against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and all the weapons that that offense has, A.J. Dillon, uh, they're going to need everyone available uh, to battle that vo- that vaunted Green Bay offense at Lambeau Field. And the lay of the land is this. Early game Saturday, that'll be a 3.30 and I believe that's three thirty Eastern time. I believe I it's central. It. Is it three thirty central? I believe okay. usually it's central. Uh, usually starts around three thirty central time. Uh, but right. I'll check. Yeah, Cincinnati at Tennessee. That's that's the Saturday afternoon start, and then the Saturday night game: San Francisco at Green Bay, taking on Aaron Rodgers. Check the weather in Green Bay: uh, twenty degrees during the day. Probably somewhere below that night expected to be 10. So while it'll be cold and there is a chance of snow, it's not brutally cold. And you're talking Green Bay at uh, closer to the end of January than the beginning of January. So uh, they're they're catching a break there. It'll still be cold. So and then on Sunday, the early game, uh, or I should say the late game, will be Buffalo at Kansas City. That'll be Buffalo at Kansas City in the late game. And then the early game will be the winner of the Rams and the Cardinals in Tampa Bay to take on the Bradys. And those kickoff times, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Um, the kickoff times are going to be uh, the early game on Saturday. Bengals-Titans will be 3.30 Central. Right. 49ers-Packers, 7.15 Central Saturday night. Sunday game, the winner of... Arizona and L.A. tomorrow gets taken on Tampa in Tampa. That game is kicking off at 2 p.m. Central Time on Sunday. Kansas City-Buffalo in Kansas City will be 5.30 Central Time kickoff. I know what you'll be watching next Sunday at 5.30. I have an idea. Kansas City. have an idea. Yeah. Yeah. A couple other sidebars before we go to a break and then talk a little golf, a little tennis to wrap things up. Novak Djokovic uh, still in the headlines, sort of. Hideki Matsuyama and the Sony Open uh, around the corner. But Ben Roethlisberger likely played his final game tonight in Kansas City in that loss to the Chiefs. And it was one of those seasons this year where, where you felt like maybe Big Ben hung around a little too long, but they still found a way into the playoffs. And they weren't particularly competitive tonight, but... That's more of a credit to Mike Tomlin, in my opinion. Uh, Big Ben was cooked. I can't disagree with that. Um, looking yeah. looking over the end of last season, this goes back to basically, I would say, midway through last season. Um, it looked like even though the Steelers started 11-0 and last year, after a very hot start with Roethlisberger, he was struggling 
in the second half of last season, and you could tell he was running out of gas, and he just he just could never. You know, he's thirty. He's he's uh, thirty nine, I believe. He's he's approaching forty years old. He's been in the league now eighteen years. Uh, it, it's time, and he's ta- and he's taken a lot of hits. He's a big he dude who's taken, taken a, a lot, lot of, hits. of hits. Yeah, he he has taken a lot of punishment. So end of the line for Big Ben, and then finally, the Dallas Cowboys. Now I know they have Super Bowls once upon a time, but right now, I mean that. I don't feel sorry for him because I go back to the mid-'70s. Drew Pearson pushed off at the old mat. Um, they even brought it up on the telecast today, Jim Nance, Tony Romo, and CBS. Uh, they, they talked about the Hail Mary game at Met Stadium. Rogers taught back to Drew Pearson. He clearly pushed off. Everybody knows that it was, it was uh, just a travesty that – I, I, I was, what, 11 years old when that happened, and it, it still cuts deep. Uh, but but the Cowboys, what a way. I, they still could have lost that game, and they had to roar back to make it a game. But Dak Prescott, on what ultimately turns out to be a quarterback draw, not to get set and be able to spike the ball and run one more play is something the fans were not happy and you got to wonder if Mike McCarthy survives all of this. Get your popcorn ready. That's all I yeah. can say. Yeah, Jerry Jones not happy. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little golf. We'll talk a little tennis. Put a wrap on it. Earlier tonight, Timberwolves win. Uh, the Timberwolves beat the Golden State Warriors at Target Center 119-99. to Carl Anthony Towns, 26 points, 11 rebounds. D'Lo chips in, 12 assists. Quiet night for Ant. Malik Beasley came up big and helped the Timberwolves pull away by the end of the third and cruise in the fourth to a victory tonight. They'll be on the road in New York Tuesday night. Our coverage begins at 6 with Cal Allen O'Horton with all the play-by-play here on the home of the Timberwolves. News Talk, E3OWCCO. Steve in for Geraldine tonight, doing a little sports chatter after the Timberwolves beat the Golden State Warriors tonight at Target Center. Outstanding job, as always, Cal Soderquist, Alan Horton, Super Stats, Dave and company. Jonathan Lowe is our producer. Timberwolves win 119 to 99 the final tonight at Target Center. They're on the road in New York on Tuesday night and in Atlanta on Wednesday night. We'll get started at 6 o'clock both nights. A couple other sports tidbits before we say goodbye real quickly. Hideki Matsuyama won the Sony Open in Hawaii tonight. At the turn, heading to the back nine, was down by five to Russell Henley. Well, Hideki made four birdies on the back nine. Russell Henley managed eight pars and a bogey. They go to a playoff. Matsuyama makes eagle and gets the win. Hideki Matsuyama wins the Sony Open in Hawaii. And now they come to the mainland for the West Coast Swing. Uh, One of my favorite stretches on tour because you get Torrey Pines and you get Pebble Beach and Scottsdale and Riviera. At Pacific Palisades, it's good stuff. And Novak Djokovic lost his battle. He's out, will not play in the Australian Open. They kicked him out of the country, and that saga is over. Novak Djokovic will try to win his record 21st Grand Slam at the French this spring. Big thanks to Jonathan Lowe. Big thanks to you for tuning in tonight. 
quick update on that weather. Mild overnight, low near 14 tomorrow. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, 29 degrees, 36 Tuesday, and deep freeze by midweek. The news is next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.